Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. What are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. Where's Basket? <sighs> Let's rock! Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is a... Uh, a mini-sode that we're having today, uh, just kind of, uh, just a pause from our 40 Miles of Bad Road. We're coming towards the end of that series. Um, it's been a, a crazy couple weeks, week and a half for us, for Patrick and I specifically. But we we just kind of want to to take a moment to say hello um, and kind of update everybody on a few things. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You know, part of why we are uh, taking a break from from the series for a minute is because we are getting ready to launch the next one. And we're also um, we have some announcements coming up, which maybe you can allude to in a a, a few minutes. But we also have Alien Day coming up already. And so we're, you know, we're two months out in the middle of eight weeks, (laughs) which is insane. So we're prepping for that, too. So we figured we'd take a second, kind of step back, do a little bit of a recap on kind of where things are, because there's been so many kind of rumors flying around even more than usual lately. Sort of talk through some of that Um, and then kind of just break down the trip that we had, because we just got to spend a couple of days together. Um, and go to the USC alien exhibit yep. and it was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I'll kick it off to you if you want to give us kind of a rundown on where things stand. You wrote a piece for our, our website so you can kind of summarize that a little yes, bit. Yes. Yes. I wrote a piece called stay frosty. What is and what isn't happening with the alien franchise. And really, uh, I, Patrick and I have been talking and there've been so many rumors flying around so much kind of, is this happening? Is it happening? Even friends of ours who are friends of the show, like, uh, that I know they're posting these, these uh, clickbait pieces of center saying, Oh, it's true. It's true. I knew it was true. And I was, and I had written b- below it. I was like, man, I'm sorry, but this just isn't true. Nothing is verified about this. So essentially the, la- the latest rumors have been Hulu is producing an alien series and Fox's whatever, blah, 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 blah. And that started with a website called HN entertainment. Um, and supposedly HN Entertainment is good about their sources. They know what they're talking about. Maybe that's true. And I'm not saying that they're lying. But what I'm saying is I have personally been to the Fox lot. I've sat down with the people, with a, a gentleman there, and they told me what they were working on. And categorically, they said there is no series happening. There is no live action series and there's no films happening. Now, they're not saying that they're not going to happen, maybe. They're just saying for right now, with a merger happening with, with Disney, everything is on ice. Except for what they're trying to work on, which is like, for instance, we got Blackout. Um, we're getting a few new things in the next, in the next um, couple of months. But and not live action. But not live action. Definitely not live action. Definitely not live action. Now, is it, possi- is it possible that there were secret talks with Hulu 
and there's something going on that they really just could not discuss under any circumstances? Sure. Possible? Yeah. Probable? No. Um, because cause given so, – so you know and you've told me somewhat about a number of other smaller projects that are happening concurrently, which do not elide with this Hulu thing. Mm-hmm. And knowing the state of Fox right now and knowing the state of the franchise right now, it seems highly dubious to me that there would also be this weird parallel – deal going on with hulu Mm -hmm. to get live action series produced when um you know where's the money for that where's the market impetus for that where's the capital for it in terms of the studio like it's just it's just sort of a completely out of nowhere thing what's funny though what i'm noticing um we saw this to a degree with blackout is this cycle that keeps happening where there is some reality embedded in the news that starts getting propagated Mm -hmm. but the problem is that the sources that report on it are almost never actual primary alien fandom sources that get their hands on it first. It's always something something like Variety magazine or something like this, you know, HN Entertainment, something that is just very tangentially related to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been tracking all of the little micro points along the way, you know? So when they get this bead of truth in there, then they then they go then they start hounding sources down. And they start putting the story together to make a, a convincing narrative to be able to put out there to get clicks on a website article without thinking about the the repercussions of that within a fandom. And I don't hold that against them. Like they're they're running a business. That's yeah. that's part of what goes with it, right? Having clickbaity articles makes traffic. People go on you get there. Lots they of make advertising. Ad, right? res, ad revenue, all of those things. But see, also let's clarify something. So HN News or HN Entertainment published this information. Then you had Dread Central, you had um, Bloody uh, Disgusting. Bloody Disgusting. You had almost every major fan outlet and minor posting this news that HN Entertainment started with no verification. People saying, "Oh, look, this might be happening," and they're just sharing right. it and they're sharing it. And so, but here's the thing, though. But we did that too, and we talked about it. Yeah, you, we you did. Remember the cover? We were like, we were like, well, we we have to share this because it is obviously our community is impacted by this sort of, a, it, w- it would look weird if we didn't say anything about it, mm-hmm. but we had to share it with a disclaimer on top saying that this is neither verified nor based on our, or we chose to share it knowledge. with a disclaimer on top. Totally. Right. Yeah. We, we, we shared it being very clear that this is pure speculation, yeah. right? Yeah. But other people aren't doing that because other people don't, they don't have to care about that. They mm-hmm. don't come back into these fandoms every day of their lives and have to assuage people who are arguing with each other. And you know? I think that these Sites that post these clickbaity things, yes, they want pe- people to click on them. Yes, they want traffic. They want ad revenues. They want all of these things. But what we realize as leaders in fandom, as a podcast, is that these articles don't help the community. They get us excited. It's like these cycles like, oh, look, something happening. It's not it's just a rumor. Oh, look, look, look. Nothing dies out, dies out, dies out. Then the new right. rumor comes up. Oh, look, look, look. Then it dies out, dies out. And so five, five years ago, it would have been very different, right? Yeah. Like we would have had these, like, oh, there's a rumor. It would have been like, oh, wow, this is this is wonderful. But mm-hmm. now it's like we've been, and I think what you said is is important um, earlier when you were talking about the Blomkamp film. Since that happened four years ago, it's we are constantly being greeted with these spikes in the news cycle that are met with actual like resounding thuds, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing actually happens as a result of them, and so we're getting used to this idea of these projects get announced. And then nothing comes of it. Or it comes out in a guise that's really different from what the runaway reporting suggested. Like, for example, last November, I think it was November, when um, Fox applied for the blackout trademark. 
and everybody jumped to the conclusion that that was this like triple A <laughs> title, which as far as we know, we're still going to get later on in the year. Mm-hmm. But everybody was thinking that that's going to be blackout. And then it was like, oh, this is going to be the official sequel to isolation because somewhere in there, somebody at the studio or somebody at the developer said something about this being related to isolation and somebody in one of these news sources picked up on that and put that in the headline to get clicks and you go back and you read these articles and it's embarrassing because they're 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 factually misrepresenting what actually the product was yeah. and probably not willingly and no and not with knowledge doing that you know mm-hmm. just to get clicks yeah and it's, and it's really deleterious to our fandom absolutely and it's difficult i think sometimes to like we said to not share these things because they're, they're things that people are talking about. We think we kind of need to share them and talk about them. But at the same time, I just kind of, as a word of warning to everyone, stop believing what you see all the time. Like I, that's something that I have to do as a user of social media. Um, I think there's, we're in this place in time where because something is written on screen and it's published and it's shared, it's got to be true. I have to always check myself and, and, you know, I just made a post on my personal Facebook page a few days ago saying, stop believing what you read. Stop believing everything that you read because it's all not true. And it's very, it's a very, it's, it's a difficult thing. And I think also it's a difficult thing, and we've talked about this before, in fandom, even though I think we, we're at a good place. It depends on the day sometimes, but we're at a good place, but we really desperately want something. We want we want a new film. We want, like, if it was a, if there is a live action series. And and for a while with the live action series, we thought maybe it was a possibility. We thought maybe it was happening. And then we found out it's not happening. And then Fox went on record with um, Screen Rant and they said, a film is not coming. There's no live action series coming. So I want to, I want to clarify that. Fox came out publicly and said through Screen Rant, there's no upcoming film. And there's no plan for a live action series. So any rumor that you guys see or hear about is just unsubstantiated. And and I don't think at least at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it comes from a bad place, but I I think it's going to do us a hell of a lot of good as um, as a fan community to just take what we read with a grain of salt. And it's hard for me not to get excited. Um, But now I see these rumors fly up. The first thing I think of is, is this this isn't true or who posted this. Um, and I'll go back to H and entertainment just a little bit. And I don't mean to kind of rail on these guys because I'm sure what they do is a, gr- a, a great and fine thing. But uh, this is the danger of posting on uh, of, of information that you cannot publicly vouch for. You can say you've heard, you've heard, but it is a rumor. That's all it is. And so, yes, maybe you're getting a lot of traction on your website, but you're leading all, a lot of people astray. Um, because you can't verify the news. Um, it's not like a journalistic approach where it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or all of these people who have standards and the stuff that they post or publish is so deeply vetted, um, and even then they have problems, um, that people can tend to, like, okay, they researched, here's the research, here's who they cited, this is their 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 uh, their legacy. We can believe what we're reading. This is a whole different thing. Social media is people can kind of come up with an article hey, and publish it and say it's true. We're all in strung out shape, but stay frosty and alert. Can't afford to let one of those bastards in here. So I was just reading through that uh, the HN Entertainment article again, 
And I'm struck by this disparity between the headline and the content. And I think this is something that I know you and I have talked about quite a bit. And it seems to me like this is something that keeps happening is you get this really declamatory, trustworthy sounding headline. And that's all anybody reads because it tells them what they want to know. Yeah. And they're able to share it to, to kind of influence their echo chamber. They don't even read to, the article. I don't right. either sometimes, to be honest with you. Because we don't have time to, and we're yeah. scrolling through, and there's a million things, and it's, whoa. Yeah. But here's the thing is that you read the article, and it's so speculative. It starts with, quote, last year I revealed a possible live-action live series set in the Alien universe in the very early development stages and could be heading towards a streaming service. Well, it's been a couple of months, and I have some exclusive updates to share. There isn't just one live-action Alien series in the works, but two of them. According to a source... One of them is said to have Ridley Scott as an executive producer and is going to be for Hulu. I would imagine that his production company, Scott Free Produ See, it's all yeah. speculative. Yeah. It's all – who is the source? I don't know who this is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand that there are things like in the New York Times when they're reporting on political things. They have to protect their sources. You know, like I get that. And I get that you have to do the same thing here. But I don't think we should be taking things like this as being actual fact. Totally. And, and we should not be sharing it as that. Totally. So that's long story yeah, short. And I think it, it is. Don't trust everything you read. It is incumbent upon us as a, an outlet for the alien community to vet what we share um, and to not post clickbaity things. Sometimes as as people who own a website, perfectorganism.com, where we have a blog, sometimes I, I think about, okay, what kind of title can I, I write? What kind of something can I write to distract people's attention? And you have to kind of play around with that, but you have to do it so it's not misleading. Um, right. I mean, a few, I would say a couple of weeks back, uh, I saw something that I thought was new and I pub published it that it was new on the blog piece. And then I found out minutes later it wasn't new. So I deleted it all and got rid of it. Um, and that's just what I had to do. And we, these places, we want to scoop things. We want to have the first, we want to be the first people to say, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, there's just an excitement about that. You know, it does. We, we don't have ad revenue on our website, but uh, to be the source uh, of in terms of alien fandom where someone's going to perfect organism first, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. That's an honor. Um, and we want to be ahead of that, that curveball um, mm -hmm. as much as possible. But, you know, it's but I do I do think it. that and I think that our priority should be not necessarily being first, but being the first source people can trust in the community. Yeah. Like to me, that's a, that's a better thing. Totally. Cause there will always be people stealing scoops. There will always be people who are just pirating these news stories from these anonymous sources and things like that. But I, I think that we both feel that like our listeners and our readers should be getting things that two alien experts who have contacts and have discussed this shit ad nauseum can come in with vetted information and say, yeah, based on current reporting, this is real and this is not real. Mm -hmm. Or if we don't know, this is speculation and this is not speculation. But I, I think you can trust us that we're not going to be parading around for clicks by misrepresenting content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we wrap, you wanted to talk a little bit about USC? Yeah. So Patrick and I met up for the first time in two years. Uh, we have never met in person. We've been He's taller than me. <laughs> Barely. This is something um, I, 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 knew, I knew that was coming, but I got there and I was like, fuck, he is taller than I am. <laughs> See, there most, most I'm about an inch are, and so. a half taller than you. That's about it. And then Dan is an inch taller than I am. Dan is our uh, partner for uh, Shoulder of Orion, the, the Blade Runner podcast. 
Yeah, um, I was but like, it was enough. great to meet up with Patrick. I picked him up at the airport. We went to In and Out. He'd never been. It's a big thing out here in the West Coast. I don't like In and Out. Shoot me, I don't care. Um, <laughs> and then we drove over to USC, and USC is hosting the 40th anniversary uh, ex- exhibit of the Alien series. I thought it would just be Alien, um, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's. I, I thought it would be more Alien as well. It's, it's actually surprisingly prequel heavy. Yes, which very is not, prequel not a bad thing. I mean, there was some there was some awesome prequel stuff in there, but uh, yeah, there was nothing was interesting. from Aliens except for pictures, which I thought was yeah, they were like press. I mean, the exhibit was fantastic. If someone had to pin me down and say, "Well, there's anything disappointing," how could you not have anything from Aliens? Nothing, not one no. prop, nothing. I was just curious, but I'm sure there were reasons for that. Um, I don't know what they would be, but just the basic details for people on this um, is it it's so it it's running from Friday, January 25th through Sunday, May 12th. Um, and it's at the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts, which is in Los Angeles. Um, and if you want more information on it before we get into some more of the details, you can go to cinema.usc.edu slash alien. Um, and it's cool. You know, you still got a couple months to get out there. And uh, I have to say, you know, we can go through some of our favorite uh things one one thing that i loved was the dan o'bannon materials that that diane uh provided to them i thought that was just absolutely yeah, amazing to was. see like because we've been seeing these these pieces of paper these like sketches just all over the place you know for our whole lives and mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes books mm-hmm. you know seeing his little his little hand-drawn face hugger things and the chest burster with the eyes and all these little these little doodads and, and notes that he'd taken and seeing them in person firsthand was like uh, a, almost a spiritual experience mm-hmm. for me. That was like right at the source. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a highlight for me was actually the engineer, the statue. Just because even though it wasn't the space jockey, it's as close as we could get to seeing the original space jockey. I mean, that thing was nine feet tall. and That was almost as tall as you, Jamie. <laughs> almost as tall as something else. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it was just uh, a really beautiful piece of art. I know that there's a lot of divisive uh, ideas or opinions behind who those the engineers are or aren't, but it's the same architecture as the space jockey, and there it was standing, towering above us. So that was a really it's huge. I mean, it's like it's like ten or eleven feet tall. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was, it was yeah. That was a highlight for me. I mean, there's there's also then uh, which I have a photo of you, which I'll post to the site later in front of the uh, hero. Neomorph, I would guess you'd call it, um, puppet or whatever that was, animatronic. Or the the protomorph. Yeah, the protomorph. Yeah, um, and right. that was beautiful. Again, these are things that Ridley Scott has been in the room with. These are this was on a Ridley Scott film, so it's almost like the closest. It's the closest experience that we will have to seeing the big chap in person. You know, yeah, it's it was film so history. Cool whether seeing people the love, yeah, whether people love these films or not. When Ridley Scott passes away, this will have been an alien film that he made. So there's some yeah. there's some respect there. There's some uh, honor to be in the presence of those things that are so. Yeah, and that's something that I was, I was. We were watching parts of Prometheus the other night because I don't I don't watch the full movie, but I watched I watched parts of Prometheus, and um and I was struck by how it looks like nobody else could have made that movie than Ridley Scott. For better or for worse, totally. it's you know, beautiful. like that—that that is beautiful. that is Ridley Scott's movie, yeah. and um, and and we're really lucky that we're living at a time when he's still doing. I mean, that's that's why I I wish we could see his final prequel film because I feel like 
you know, it's 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 amazing to have somebody of his caliber and his pedigree, regardless of what you think of his current work output, still making alien content. And being in the presence of those props was was totally like we saw David's flute, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We saw flute. the uh, we saw, we saw the, the the visor that he was wearing in Prometheus, yeah, the, which is amazing. The dream visualizer, yeah. which is one of, that's one of my favorite. I mean, I remember I saw Prometheus for the first time. That was like the that was one of the first. I mean, the first like half hour of Prometheus is fucking incredible. I yeah. think. And and the whole introduction to David, you know, where you see what he's doing while everybody's asleep, mm-hmm. and it's so simultaneously interesting and unsettling, and innocent, you know, and okay. and when he's watching Shaw's dreams, it's just this perfect synergy of like this beautiful um, imagery with this weird kind of like what the fuck is he doing in there feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I want to say I love seeing Carlo Rambaldi's notes on the jaw mechanism. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that we don't talk about very much, but he was a huge part of why Geeker's Creature worked so iconically. Um, you know, a lot of the close-up hero shots in Alien were possible only because of Carlo Rambaldi's mechanical prowess and the fact that you could have this incredibly intricate, you know, inner jaw mechanism and the lips curling back and the shaking and this and and it's all happening. You know, it doesn't look mechanical mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. and that's because of this dude and his, and his notes were there under glass sitting there with his like little Italian, you know, notations on what's going on. And I was thinking, man, that's crazy that this, this guy came up with that concept and built it. Totally. Yeah. And even, um, the space suit, which I think was made from, um, what's that stuff? The fiberglass, which looked, looked like metal. It felt like metal. It was cool to the touch. Beautiful space suit that, um, Tennessee, Tennessee, an anchor one. Yeah. That he wore in covenant was there. Beautiful piece of, art i mean just and it really exquisite. is canary yellow yeah it's funny when you, when you watch covenant you know you're kind of struck by how it's it's so bright yeah but it actually is that bright that's not a, a visual effect that's mm-hmm. it's just a, a neon yellow canary yellow yeah. suit and it's beautiful and we got to see a bunch of stuff from david's lab um on display we got to see an egg a smaller egg um some versions of aliens or whatever they were um kind of in a case like they're specimens I mean, it was yeah. it was it was great, and I I don't mean to be sentimental, but really seeing that with you was awesome. Like when you when you're it experiencing was. something with someone who who has a reverence for that same thing, because you know we all go to you'll, you'll go to a movie with someone, and you will be like, you're here for reasons they can't imagine, but you're hoping that they can make a connection, and they don't. They think, oh yeah, that was good, but you've had this to be in to experience something that like that that we have sh- with this shared connection to the to the alien series and to sci-fi and we know how it affects our lives. That was a, it was just a profound thing. Uh, it was a small thing. Was. But it was very profound. And uh, it, it just, it happened by chance. This is when we uh, scheduled to do an interview for our other podcast. And it happened to be right during the middle of the 40 year anniversary of alien. Um, it's perfect to it. So it was fantastic. I, I was having that thought as we were walking through, I was like, there are a few people in the world who appreciate this the way I know Jamie does. Yeah. And to be able to experience that together, because I'm one of those other few people in the world, you know, yeah. and, and many of the people listening to the show, like, we, that's us, you know? Yeah. Like, we are those people in the world who appreciate it. And people will come and go from that exhibit. There, there are alien fans around the, the world who will come and go, and there are people who, you know, are just film buffs and sci-fi buffs who will come and see it. But there aren't that many people yeah. who listen to and produce alien content, like, literally every day of their lives. Yeah, yeah. The way we in our audience does. So this is our exhibit. This is not This is something that, yeah. like, it will speak to you listening to the show. Yeah. It's not just in a, a very gallery direct... of some no. film. It's it's history. 
Um, it's something that you walk through and it envelops you. Absolutely. You know? And I, I want to make one notation. Um, there were some things there from Alien Resurrection. And, you know, we know that most people don't like that film. They can appreciate some of the artistry behind it. One of the things there was a costume that Sigourney Weaver wore as Ripley. And as divisive as, as Ripley was in Alien Resurrection, it was a wonderful thing to be in the presence of that costume. To know, I couldn't believe it was that actual costume. Yeah, this thing that we've that just Sigourney grown Weaver up with. was wearing this. Like, to me, it was almost like being next to her. Like, I was the next yeah. to the piece of what a version of Ripley wore. And it was a great thing. I mean, uh, it, it makes me want to watch the movie uh, just to kind of appreciate all of the work that went into it. Um, well, so also that, because with her and, and also and also with David's um, suit, like yes. because it's it's tailored to them. Yeah. So like it's it's their actual body it's very proportions. Tiny. It's tall, but tiny. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But but you but you see like what that actual person occupies in space. Yes. You know, like you see like Sigourney Weaver. If I were standing next to her, it would feel like this. Like she's like her shoulders come up to here on me, and it's like this. You know, you. Like we, I was just telling you, we just watched Aliens tonight with the kids for like the fucking nine hundredth time this month, and I was thinking like, it, I I I forget that these are real people sometimes, and and to be able to be that close to something and to look at the costume and be like, oh shit, I can see a seam where like you know, it got like torn a little bit during filming and they didn't have time to fix it, and this is a real thing worn by a real person who exists in real space. Yeah, it was just just incredible. I'm glad yeah. you brought up the resurrection suit because that was something yeah. that it, it was an honor to be at the exhibit. It was an honor to be with Patrick. Um, again, and it's an honor to serve this community, really. Uh, and, I, I, and it was an honor to do the live stream and see so many of you guys hopping in in on that. Yeah. I feel like that was so, we were we kind of had that idea last minute. You know, like, well, like, what if we just sort of do this this little like awkward totally. tour? You know, yeah. and I couldn't yeah. even get the freaking it camera was, to turn. I mean, again, it's just this. We're on USC, and it's a big. They have a big film school, of course. There's the Spielberg Building. There's the George Lucas Building. Uh, so we're around kind of shadows of greatness absolutely um but when we went into that space where the exhibit was it felt like we were in a hollowed museum it felt very like cathedral like to me for me for it felt like i'm around pieces of things that have always been in my life since i was very young so it's a it's a it's almost a religious experience and um yeah. to some people that might sound funny but you understand how impactful movies are to uh to, to my life how they've shaped me and molded me um, but again, uh, for the record, we also did this in February, which is this February of 2019 is the four year anniversary of Perfect Organism. So everything kind of worked for the good. And uh, we met up it's at a the special re- time. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we, we're going to have this memory until you and I are old and living in the same uh, nursing home. Episode 3972. <laughs> Patrick, with the grandkids <laughs> today. <laughs> Um, it was fucking, it was incredible. It was, uh, and and I just want to thank everybody listening to this for for like joining in on that with the with the pictures and the videos. So that was like it, it really felt like you guys were there. With oh us the yes, Alexander I House, wanna... everybody. I got this little stomachache. Yeah, jumped on. Like, oh man, yeah, these are our people and they're here. This is so exciting. And you know, I, you know, I will say, that's true. And they were like, thank you so much for for like you know turning the camera on so we could be there because a lot of people can't travel to los angeles for this thing absolutely and it was great to like so have we were their eyes we were their video yeah. you know and uh i i just want to say uh as we're talking about certainly it was the first time patrick and i had met up he stayed at my house um and then we had another interview to do on monday for our other podcast but these people who are part of our not just our team of perfect organism or shoulder of orion but we have all of these 
people that we know, um, like Alexander House, who's just a, an amazing guy, an amazing fan. He feels like family. You know, I just I wake up and I see him clicking on posts and liking things. I'm big on community, and I really feel like I am really a part of a community. It's not just limited to building better worlds or my relationship with you or perfect organism. It is uh, alien anthology. It's the AVP Galaxies Forum. It's all over social media. We have this community. You know, we have Dave Gogol of Xenomorph, Clara of the Utani Studio, Aaron Percival. I mean, I feel like these people, you guys are really special, and it's just a, it's a great thing. It's a great thing to it is certainly great thing. for me who I struggle to find community. I found my community and, and it's online and it's awesome. And, and let's remember that like this, this may be the 40th anniversary of alien, but it's also, so we should obviously celebrate the film that's brought us all here, but we should also celebrate each other, you know, absolutely. Like as a fandom, we've been through so much mm-hmm. over the decades. Mm-hmm. We've been everywhere. We've had such highs and such lows. And, you know, three years ago, like I considered never interacting with other fans again. I was so fed up with the vitriol and the anger mm-hmm. um, and having to defend covenant all the time. I was like, I'm so fucking bored of this argument. Like I, I don't, I'm, I just like, why can't people just let me have an opinion? You know, like, why do we have to name call? Why does it have to be so ad hominem? Yeah. And, and I, and I really retreated from a lot of my online interactions with people because for the first time in a while it was feeling like it was unhealthy, you know? And, um, and perfect organism and you and, and building better worlds. It's just been this complete rebirthing into why I want to connect with other people about this stuff in the first place. Yeah. Cause it is a shared experience. And I, and I wanted to say lastly, before we head out, um, I, I recommend if, if you guys are going to the exhibit, put it on better, on building better worlds, like post about it, be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to travel down in a couple weeks. If anybody wants to meet up, you know, we can like find a place, grab coffee and then head over there together. Um, because there are few people, as we said, in the world who will get it the way that you get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you happen to have 1300 friends in that group who will get it the way that you get it yeah. and you should experience it together. Yeah. Meet up, go check it out. Um, you know, make a memory, put pictures up, you know, put it in the group. Um, and we'll be sure to, you know, give you shout outs on the podcast because this is, this is for us. This is a celebration of us, and as, just as much as it's a celebration of the film that we love so dearly. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. That's, that's it. Um, there are some announcements, but uh, please check out uh, the blog post that we posted today in conjunction with this mini episode. Uh, we just talk about kind of, yes, some rumors, but also what's really great about the alien community and what's happening, Alien Day coming up. Uh, some things that we might be working on. So check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, f- give us a, a review on iTunes. Thank you, everybody. We have great reviews on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, for listening and believing in us. I feel like I'm giving an, o- an Oscar speech. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.